Blog Talk Radio. So guys, we are back for episode 15 of the Amazing Mess Podcast. And today we're going to be going over the, uh, the initial picky struggles for the Mets, um, the return of Travis Darno from the um, disabled list, and we'll also be giving our MVPs from this past week and just going over some mailbag questions. So today um, Tim could not make it, so we have a special guest, Andrew, here. So, um, yeah, let's jump right into the uh, the MVPs here. So we'll go with uh, we'll go with the hitter. So, Andrew, who would you who would you say has been the best hitter for the Mets this past week or so? Hello, guys. We are um, back for um, episode 15 of uh, the Amazing Mess podcast. Um, so today we're going to go over um, going to be going over the uh, initial pitching struggles for the Mets. Um, the uh, we're giving our MVPs for this week. We'll also give um, the return of Travis Darno, the effect that will have on the Mets and the pitching staff. And we'll also be going over some mailbag questions. And today Tim could not make it, so we're going to have a, um, a special guest. We have Andrew here today. He'll be um, replacing Tim for today. So we're going to jump right into the um, the MVPs for this week. So hitting-wise, Andrew, MVP, what do you got? Uh, i got to go with Pete Alonzo. Yeah. I don't know. Um, this week. Yeah, this, you know, the guy's, you know, killing it. This guy set rookie, ro- Mets rookie record after Mets rookie record. I would go to Alonzo, but, um, you know, Another sleeper pick would be Conforto. You know, he's not he obviously not going to as many home as many home runs as um you know, Alonzo, but you know, Conforto's really going under the radar right now because of just how good the Mets offense has been. Um so yeah. All right. So um uh, pitching wise, go not not bullpen, just starting pitching. Who would you say mm-hmm. is our best well besides well, let's go without, without the Grom because we all know the Grom's, you know, the Grom. Besides the Grom, who do you think is our second best pitcher lately this past couple of weeks? Um, I think Steven Matz is has been doing well. Any uh, like last, specific reasons or like, games that you've been seeing? His last uh, game against, I think the Mets was a solid outing. Yeah, and, you know, uh, just yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Since the since the end of last year, he's been pitching well, and I think he's he's starting to figure something out. Yeah, you know, just the one thing is, you know, you see it you pitch, you see it um, about pitchers today. You know, they're not going as long of as long as games as they used to. You know, pitchers used to pitch nine, eight innings. You know, pitchers, like, you know, when MLB was first raised, pitchers would go twelve innings in the extra innings, and they would and they would pitch four days after. You know, just uh, you know, like Matt, you know, he he pitched really well, but. You know, it was only five innings. So then the bullpen came in, and you know that's what we're going to be talking about later. Uh, they gave up some runs. You know, so that's your advantage of having disadvantage of having some some guy like Matt. You know, he comes in, but then you know he'll leave early, and you know he's got to work on that pitch count. You know, that's all. So um, we'll go with um, we'll go with best glove. Who's defensively? You know, um, who's been the best for this couple of weeks? This one is a little harder just because. You know, it's you don't really see as good as defensive plays as offensive plays. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think Rosario's been doing pretty well. There's some tough plays I've seen him make that I'm surprised about because I feel like he wouldn't have made them last year. Yeah, especially that he takes the nerve wracking game against the Marlins. Uh, you know, Rosario had two clutch, very clutch out. He turned two yeah. on that line. That that was very good. All right, so our last MVP will just be a reliever. So that's reliever. None of them have really been good, but probably Eddie Diaz yeah. because you know he has been. Yeah, we're going to talk about later. Obviously, the uh, you know the struggles that the Mets have been facing. Yeah, but obviously Diaz, he's. I think he's got four seeds on here already. He got one last night against Minnesota, a couple in Washington, a couple in Miami. All right, so we're going to be jumping straight into the mailbag questions here. So, um, Andrew, let's uh, start us off here with the first one. Um, the first one is from Alex. He asks, thoughts on Reyes's, thoughts on Jose Reyes' career and ranking as a Met? He's my favorite athlete of all time. Um, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. I like Reyes as a Met, but I feel like last year just it didn't ruin it for him, but it just uh, it leaves a sour taste in all Mets fans' mouths. I feel like. Yeah, you could say that. Well, also the reason, yeah, the reason we didn't even cut him was because you know obviously right, you know left, mm-hmm. especially um especially because that 2006 season, he's definitely a fan favorite by lots of Mets. You know, he's he's very very fun guy to watch. You know, he was very. You know, even though, you know, he, he bounced from team to team, he was a very old-school hitter. He didn't hit for a lot of power, especially especially in his early especially in his early years. He was, a, you know, fun player to watch. He was a switch hitter. He was, you know, the fast guy was young. He was, you know, the guy batted over 300 bunch. You know, he, he wasn't very exciting player. Yeah. So I feel like you know, he had a good career with the Mets, but I feel like if he would have stayed and not left Miami, I feel like he's, I'd say, top 20, top 15, you know. All right. So the second question is for from Rocco, and it says Mets are hitting, but the pitching has been horrendous. What can they do? We're going to go over that question in about 20 minutes. So um, stay tuned, and, and at around 6:45, we're going to ask that question. So we'll go straight to Brandon's question. It says trade Dom Smith for bullpen help. Um, you know Dom Smith is you know he was an issue. Everyone thought he was going to be good. But he wasn't, you know. But this year he's turned it up. Um, but the thing is, you know, really at this point, Dom Smith is still, even though he's playing good, still unproven. So what are you going to get for Dom Smith? I feel like if you want to trade Dom Smith, the only case would that be if the Mets are contending, the bullpen is the bullpen and the starting pitchers are still bad, still bad. We have a main moves. Um, you know. So what do you think? Do you think we should trade him, keep him? What do you thought? I don't think it would be worth it because. He's unproven, and the amount you'd get for him wouldn't be enough, I feel like, to trade a guy that's only still 23 years old. Yeah, definitely. All right, and go ahead and read us the last question. Um, from, I'm sorry if I pronounced this wrong, Jow Lang. <laughs> Do you think Darno and DeGrom will get it figured out? If not, should he stay with Ramos the whole year? I actually, I talked about this the other day with my family, and I really think that Darno was a bit to blame for Degrom's outing yeah. earlier this week. This night, Degrom yeah, just... hasn't had his stuff like a few times last year, and he worked through it. 
he even though he didn't have his stuff, he still gave up, you know, a few hits, maybe two or three runs, but he never, you know, we haven't seen that since years ago. Yeah, also, you know, the Grom is one game away from setting the MLB record of quality starts. You're going to catch the Grom from a, a using a catcher who's been gone for over a year. Like, you know, if, if you'd catch him, like, I, don't think, I don't think the Mets should have catched I don't think he should have even started. That was, I get it, you got to rest Ramos, but, like, honestly, I'd rather have Nitto. At least, you know, he's been back there, or even just play Ramos one more game, and then, because I feel like, you know, he was coming off Ramos. Was, Ramos was hot. Ramos was in batting. The guy was batting 450, you know, he was, he was doing really well, and you are right when you say Darno is possibly to blame. Some of his calls were a little iffy. Not not as bad as the though. But, um, you know, yes, there were some things you could blame um, for them. And that will actually lead us into the, uh, our next topic here about Darno. How do you think, um, you know, he's going to affect the Mets? Not just today, but hitting-wise, depth-wise, you know, if, should we trade him? Like, you know, what what is his place here? And if we keep him... Like, what are we going to do with him? I personally don't – I'm not a fan of Travis Darno. I was a fan of him when he first yeah. came up because, you know, he hit between 10 and 15 home runs a few years. But the guy is so inconsistent and so often hurt that he's not even worth it. I think they should trade him. But, you know, again, the thing is, you know, just, you know especially with the Donald Trump thing, you know, just, just trade him. But, you know, again, what, what are you going to get out of him? And – like, you know, it's it's good to have Darno. He he swings like a little leaguer, but like, you know, he's a he's a good the thing is he's also not clutch either. Like he came up yesterday, you know, there were men on base. I think he he even he didn't get a hit. You know, he's he's not a clutch guy. You know, he's not he's not he's not good defensively. He's average hitting at best. Like that's the thing. You know, people always look for offensive catchers, but the defensive catcher is very underrated, and that's one of the things about Ramos. He can play – his best off defense blocking balls is nippy, but, like, he has a, he's got a really good arm. So that's something people don't talk about, you know. And if we were to trade Darno, what do you think – what do you think we would get out of him? Or, or what um, I don't know if you would get anything for him. I mean, maybe – maybe a minor league reliever or something, maybe a really low-level reliever, but it's more about getting rid of him than getting something back, I feel like, when you're trying to trade him. You know, like that's, you know, like I said with Tom Smith, you know, like, I think at the trade deadline, you might be able, if Tom Smith keeps on playing the way he is, and Tom Smith is playing, I'm pleasantly surprised the way that Tom Smith has been playing, because he's, in, like, you know, like he, a couple games, you know, he's been coming off the bench as for, you know, with, in spaces where you got a hit, let's say Nitto was playing. I remember they they put Tom Smith in when Nimmo was catching, and you know he delivered. And I feel like honestly, I'm Tom Smith is starting to grow on me. And I don't, you know, this really has to be drifting off here, but I don't know if really Tom Smith is the right guy to trade because, like I said, you know, you're not getting anything for him, like Darno. And I feel like if you package Darno and um, you know, package Darno and some, you know, very very, you know, I feel like if you package him with some minor leaguers. You, you know, you might actually be able to get something for him, like you know, like a good bullpen arm, or you know, I think I feel like that's the best thing. You, 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 you show them some good prospects, and then you dump Darno in there, and hopefully, you know, they they still do the trick. Yeah. All right, and we got we got four minutes left until we go into our uh, commercial break here, and you know, lately you've been seeing the Mets do some 
you know, interesting things with their rotation. You know, they move Vargas, they move Vargas back. Okay, you know, so instead of righty 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 lefty lefty, they went you know righty righty lefty righty lefty. You know, do you think um, that like do you think that actually like works for the Mets? Do you think that like you know you see always you know whenever you know lefties up, the, you know managers always try to rush the righties in, and whenever righties up, they always try to rush in the lefty hitters. So. But do you think, honestly, would you – do you think that stuff works? Like, you know, so – because you've seen the Mets sacrifice better hitters in general to bat. Like, um, you know, Luis – it was a – um, they batted Luis Gilmore instead of Keon Bronx in a DA situation just because I think – I believe, I know, Luis Gilmore was a lefty. So, I put Luis Gilmore in instead of Keon Bronx, and who was a, you know, much better hitter. Do you think that was the right move, or do you think, you know – do you think, you know – Making the side of the you know the stance of the hitter the priority over his skill is something we should do. Um, I don't, I don't really believe in that, but I mean it. It works because if it were, if it didn't work, people wouldn't do it. But I think that's yeah. what um, that's one of Tilly Davis's things. He's trying to get a lot of the lefties to learn to hit lefties, and to stop trying to hit home runs and trying to hit base hits instead. And I think it'll end up working. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we uh, speaking of lefties, I'm a cool. Conforto's been hitting, um, Conforto's been hitting great against lefties. You know, Nimmo had a slow start, but, uh, you know, he's freaking it up. So, yeah, I actually they're getting more hits than home runs, which I'm pleasantly surprised about. And, uh, you were going to say something. Go ahead. Andrew, you were going to say something before? No, I was no, I was done. So we um we have uh yeah, we got so this is sadly sadly we've run out of time at least for a minute. You know, um so uh Benson here is gonna bring us into a uh, commercial break. But yeah, stay tuned. Hello, baseball fans. This is Blake here from the Rattle Up Podcast, your go to show for the Arizona Diamondbacks. This Friday we will recap the D backs first two series at Chase Field this year against the world champion Boston Red Sox and the Texas Rangers. Expect highlights from the series, along with in-depth breakdown and analysis and our weekly awards. On top of that, we'll give an update on the, on the National League West as a whole and where the D-backs stand. All that, along with other general news and notes on this week's episode of Rattle Up, Friday, 8 Pacific, 11 Eastern Time. Make sure to stop by. Again, that is 8 Pacific, 11 Eastern Time. See you there. All righty, and we are all right, and we're back. Um, so I said this before, we are going to be answering um, Rocco or Rocco's question from before. You know, Mets have been hitting, but the pitchers pitching has been horrendous. What can they do? You know, um, you know, like this kind of goes back to the Darno thing before. You know, we could we could trade Darno, but obviously you have the uh, guys like Kai Kai Kimbrel. So Andrew from you know, a Mets perspective, you know, the Mets are tight on money. Well, that's what supposedly they are. You know, um, you know, do you think the Mets should go for bullpen help in Kimbrel or um, uh, signing pitching help in Keiko? I would uh, I'd rather see Keiko in a Mets uniform. I think they have a better chance of getting Keiko in the first place. But I also think yeah. that if they had another starter to replace Vargas, pitch less innings because it's obvious Keiko would go longer than Vargas would in a game. Yeah, I feel like you know you get if you if you were to sign um, if you were to sign Keiko, then you could trade you can move him to the bullpen, but 
I don't know if necessarily another starter in our bullpen would be the best. I feel like you can, you know, you take you take Vargas, who's actually on a pretty decent deal. Um, I believe it was like two years, um, twenty some million. So you, you know, you you're paying you're paying the guy ten million. You know, he's not a bad pitcher, but you know, if the Mets want to contend, you can trade him to it. Honestly, you could even just for you can trade him and Darno to a team like Baltimore or whatever. Or a team with a terrible front office and just get like you know just minor leaguers for them, you know because at this point if you're gonna you know this I believe this is last year or next year is going to be last year. And Darno is also coming about his end of on, on the Mets, so you can trade them just get some prospects you know. Um, also, what was what would you do if Kimball if Kimball wanted to sign with the Mets and he said I'll sign with you because one of the things also is he wants to be a strict closer. But we have Diaz. So what would you do if the Mets, like if you were the Mets, and Timbo said, "I want to be closer, and I'll sign with you." What would you do? I, uh, I, I straight up tell him that he's not going to be the closer. I'd give him closer money, but I wouldn't. I tell him he wouldn't close. We have a better option and a younger guy who already has the job. You know, you don't just come in here and demand things just because, you know, we want to bring you in. Because that's one of the reasons, you know, they've, um, you know, he's had them sign yet is because he wants to be a strict closer, getting saves, and you know, especially you know, you know, teams are, you know, like teams like Milwaukee or like you know, they put a bullpen guy in first and then they put the starter in and like they they work they work they're they they're a bullpen heavy team you know what I mean, um you know that just doesn't they they really don't have designated guys you know what I mean they don't have you know the Mets have the guy Diaz but a lot of teams don't have the guy and they're fine with that. You know, and you know, this Kimball is very, you know, he's a good guy, but he's, you know, he wants a lot of money. And um, also, you you said you know the Mets have a good chance to bring Keiko in at this point. You know, with there's literally no rumors about him going around. You know, do you think um, like if we were to sign him, do you think it's on like a five year deal, or do you think it's a one year deal? Um, I definitely don't think they'd sign him to longer than a three year deal. I think it'd either be one, a little bit more money, or like two or three with a little bit less more, a little, a little bit less money. Yeah, because like that's the thing, you know. If he were to sign with us, um, Keiko or any any team in general, you know, if he wants, I feel like he'd want a long term deal, or he wouldn't want like a like, like a like a one year deal, so then he could like he can prove his worth, um, you know, this season, and then hopefully get a bigger contract from the Mets or whoever, you know. So that that that's the thing, you know. You could, it's really, you know, and I feel like you know, Keiko, you know, he's a he's not a strikeout pitcher, he's a groundwell pitcher, and I feel like especially in City Field, which is a big stadium, he would pitch very well here. You know, big outfield grass, you know. But how do you think, um, you know, especially now because we're talking about how Darno affected the Grom, how do you think that would work out? Even if we were to get Kimbrough and Keiko, how do you think that would work out with Keiko and Kimbrough and Ramos? With you know the new, especially Keiko, he's had he's been on the Astros for a long time. You know with the same catchers, how do you think? How do you think he'll he'll blend with Ramos? I think, I think he'd be good. Uh, Ramos has worked with a lot of pitchers. Uh, yeah, a lot of pitchers. You know he's in his thirties now. He's worked with the Nationals, who have a great rotation. You know the Rays with the success they had last year. I think he'd fit right in with Ramos, Keiko. Yeah, you know, yeah, that is true. Ramos has been on a, a bunch of teams. Um, you know, obviously right now the Mets, you can, 
you know, as, as biased as the Mets want to be, I mean, as Mets fans want to be and say we're the best team in the division, it is a close division. And, you know, honestly, three teams from the NL East might make the playoffs, you know, one in the division and two in the wild card. Um, do you think, you know, let's, you know, most people would say the Mets are a wild card team right now. Do you think if we sign one of the guys, that, that pushes over the top, or do you think we're already there, or do you think that still keeps us uh, a wild card team? I think right now we're in the third or fourth seat in the division. And I think Tyco would push up. No, I don't. I don't think so yet. Unless, unless somebody gets hurt on the, if unless like Acuna or Harper gets hurt, somebody big. Yeah. Or if they also Braves also extended Albies too. So I feel like uh, the Braves are going to be a good team yeah. for a while. So yeah, go on, go on with you. Um, go on with you. Unless somebody, one team really underperforms like the Nationals last year, I'd see the Mets coming in third or fourth. But if they sign Keiko, I could see them making a push for the division, but I don't, I don't know about winning it, but uh, close second, I'd say. Yeah, so like, um, so who is, you know, you got four teams, so who is, what's your division, like from one to five, who, who do you got? Um, I got the Marlins in first, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I actually have the Phillies in first because, you know, they've been exciting to watch, even though I hate them, they've been a really exciting team. They're like the Cowboys of baseball, Nola Mikey. They really are the Cowboys of baseball. Yeah. I think that the young core in Nola, Harper, and um, Hoskins is really good. And, you know, they only improved last year. They added four four guys to the top of their lineup. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming you have Atlanta, too? Uh yeah, right. And then you have Mets in Washington mixed up. Yeah. Um, you know the one thing is I feel like the one thing the Mets have, you know, not really the Nationals, but these three teams, even though the Mets have been struggling, you know that that's also that was the problem that Atlanta had in the um, Atlanta had in let's go to the playoffs is that their hitting is very inconsistent between Albies and Acuna. You know they're young guys; they're going to be inconsistent. Even you know the Mets young guys, Mickey Rosario. Even Alonzo, I'm sure he's going to, you know, he's not going to be this hot throughout the whole year as much as Mets fans want him to. You know, young guys are always inconsistent. Um, but, you know, the Phillies have a very top-heavy, top-heavy um, rotation. They really don't have a closer. Neither do Atlanta. They don't have, they, they don't have a good starting pitcher at Atlanta. They just have they just have good enough hitting where they, they keep them, themselves in the game. But, you know, when you face a team like um, – a team with a really good starting pitcher. Let's say, like they faced the Dodgers. You know, they, had, you know, they had um, they had a really good starting pitching court. And you know, when they faced them, you know, they're as good as their offense was. They just weren't able to replicate the same amount of offense the Dodgers were creating and just attacking on their, to be honest, terrible pitchers. If you know, especially in the third game of the series. Um, you know, and I feel like, you know, they just don't have pitching. That's the one thing the Mets have. And Mets are also a very deep team. And now we got a. Like I said, we had Don Smith and all them. So I feel like, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if you told me the Braves, Mets, Phillies, any of them, you know, were to uh, were to win the division because it's just it's just that close. And I feel like the NL East and also the NL Central are the are, is the division to watch. Like right now, the um, the MLB just po- recently posted the uh, you know their update updated um, you know division standings just like always. And the Mets are second, and they're seven and four. But 
also the fourth team is Washington, and they're six and five. You know, there currently is a three-way tie. You know, in the East, Atlanta, Philly, Mets, and they're all seven and four. Washington six and five, and you know Miami's chilling at the bottom with three and nine. You know, and I feel like I don't know. I'm just not sold on anything. You know, so uh, yeah, that's that's my thoughts. And also, what are your thoughts about any other NL East teams finding um these guys? Because you know. Like I just said, they need pitching, so I feel like these guys are, you know, on their radar. So what do you think about that? I could definitely see uh, the Phillies and the Braves making a push for either of these guys because they both need the bullpen and they both need the starting pitching. Yeah, um, especially. I think if especially. yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. I think they're both going to end up landing in uh, in our division. Certainly so on the Mets. Do you think one of them will land on the Mets? It wouldn't surprise me, but I, I just don't think that uh, the Wilpons are allowing Brody to spend any more money. Because I know, yeah, Brody would definitely try to go. Um, you know, I feel like if I feel like Brody right now might be trying to get like a like a Gio Gonzalez, like he almost had to do with Gio. You know, he offered him like not to he'll probably offer type more money, obviously. But he didn't offer him like two year deals, three years. It was it was one year like nine million, one year ten million. But um, Gio wanted a two year deal. Um, you know, I feel like that's also. I feel like, I feel like he would have given him the two year deal if the Wolfons would have let him spend money. And it's honestly atrocious that what the Wolfons are doing because we are a New York team, and we pretty much behind the Yankees. We're going to be giving you the second lowest revenue. If like if you spend it like the many the money that you spend on players does come back to you it really does you know like you know that guy can make you from you know stacking in the division to you know World Series guy you know World Series champion it's like this thing run from second in the division to the World Series you know and what, do you, what kind of deals do you guys do you think do you see these guys finding? What was that I couldn't hear you. Yeah, it's so good. Um, I said, what kind of deals do you guys? Do, what kind of deals do you see these guys signing? Uh, it depends how much. Uh, I don't know. It depends on uh, a bunch of things. If if Kimbrel gives in to not being the ultimate closer, then I think he'll be signed as soon as he says it. I think yeah. he'll be signed for probably as much as he was looking for, or close to it. And Keiko, I. I I really don't see anybody signing him unless he's willing to go down on the price. Around, I think what he's asking for like what high teens, low twenty million, right? But he's asking for like yeah, eighteen he, million around there, right? So yeah. like, do you mean going lower like sixteen million, or do you going lower like twelve million? Yeah, uh, like fifteen. Yeah, I, like I feel like as a major league player, do you really need that couple extra million? Like, like you you you've already missed. A month of baseball. You're going to miss at least a month of baseball, at least in more than two months. You know, you saw this with Zimmerman on the Nationals. He came back, and Brian, I was getting confused between the two Zimmerman and the Nationals. But Brian Zimmerman, yes, the hitter. Um, you know, he came back and he wasn't himself because he, um, you know, he didn't sign with them. And then he came back, and then he was playing in like mid-May, end May, end of May, and he had a terrible year, he had a down year that year because he just wasn't ready, you know, he didn't he didn't play spring training. You know, spring training is very very important. It's more important than people realize. You know, excuse me. Um and sadly, that was a lot of time we've had. Um 
today, Andrew. It was um, it was great having you here today. You know, as much as we missed him, it was great. Um, so don't forget, guys, to use code BPN10 on StubHub. Um, everybody, check out um Andrew on um Instagram. Andrew, just Andrew, what's it called? Let everybody know what's it called. Uh, MLB underscore chats. Yes. Yes, everybody, check that out. Don't forget, guys, code BPN10 on StubYard. Everybody go use that. Don't forget to check out. Don't don't forget to check out our web, website. We saw some cool shirts there. And um, yeah, that is really all the time we have today. So Andrew, it's been a, it's been a pleasure talking to you about the Mets. You know, hopefully we could have you on the show sometime soon. Thanks. All right, guys. Um, we uh we'll, we'll talk we'll talk to you guys um next Thursday on episode uh, 16 of Amazing Mets. See ya. Amazing Mets is produced by Benson Factor. Amazing Mets is a production of the Baseball Podcast Network. Follow Amazing Mets on Instagram at Amazing Mets Podcast. And follow our host on Instagram, Sal, at sal.mosca5. That's M-O-S-C-A-5. And Andrew at NLB underscore chats. For more Amazing Mets content, be sure to head over to our website at baseballpodcastnet.com. For more Baseball Podcast Network content, head over to our social media platforms. Instagram, at Baseball Podcast Net. Twitter, at Baseball Podcast One. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-1. YouTube, at Baseball Podcast Network. And SoundCloud, at Baseball Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in to Amazing Mets. We'll see you next time.